Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I am so excited, as always, to be back here another week on bizradio.us. This is season two of the show. So again, I just want to thank all the listeners for continuing to download the show. We are approaching 1,500 downloads, and we were just at 1,000 just a, a month ago. So definitely season two is taking off. So I am super excited to get started today. So. Today's guest is a certified public accountant and partner at Corliss and Solomon PLLC here in Asheville, North Carolina. And I'm always excited to have another fellow CPA on the show. And this guest is definitely someone I look to as a mentor and just a very kind human being, which it's a breath of fresh air uh, in 2022 when there's so much hate and, you know, just misfortune going on. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce today's guest, Mr. Slater Solomon. Welcome. Yeah, thank you, Veronica. I really appreciate you having me today and and, um, having such nice things to say about me. Yeah, well, you're a nice person and I just appreciate you taking the time. Slater is super slammed this time of the year. Um, working with um, a lot of nonprofits that fiscal year end is, you know, June 30th, but now they've filed extensions or there's deadlines that are approaching. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, as, as CPAs, we've come to take that as par for the course. Uh, there's <laughs> always a deadline right around the corner. Oh, my every quarter, it feels like. So let's jump in. You know, Slater, I always ask the guests to tell us about you, where you're from and how you made it to Western North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as you said, I'm a a CPA uh, originally from uh, Birmingham, Alabama. That's where I was born and raised. Uh, Went to college at Auburn University and enjoyed my time there. Uh, Had a very influential accounting professor steer me into the accounting profession as being one that would provide me with the most flexibility because even at that young age of 20 22 didn't really know what i wanted to do and so i got my degree in accounting there uh, went to work for my father-in-law who had a firm in birmingham alabama working with housing authorities that was their specialty at the time and my wife and i wanted to do something else. We wanted to get out of Alabama, wanted to see what else the world had to offer. And she was a nurse at the time and doing travel nursing, took us to California and Oregon. And we got a taste of what it was like living in a cool place, cool places. But that was a little too far away for us and had some friends here in Asheville and decided well, let's go check out Asheville and live there for a little while and see how it, how it suits us. And that was 
back in 2003, and now this is home for us. So we've been here since that time and always practicing as a public accountant since I've been here. Wow. And and I know this is not going to air until November, but I'm sure you weren't that upset when Alabama just lost to Tennessee this past week <laughs> as an Auburn <laughs> alumni. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, misery loves company. Uh, our, <laughs> our, our team is quite terrible this year. And uh, so, yeah, it, it takes the sting out of it to, uh, to, to maybe see um, Alabama lose one uh, every now and then. They're few and far between these days. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm a Panther fan, so pray for us as well. You know, it's, it's not. Yes. It's not a good few years for us. No, no, it's not. So I definitely want to talk about Slater. How me and you met a few years ago at a CPA networking event, and just letting the listeners know the power of networking and how important it is to find different people in your specific field as an entrepreneur, where you can build those relationships ask different questions. You know, I'm just starting to work with nonprofits. That's all that you work with. So, you know, I can reach out to you for questions. So um, I don't know if you remember any of the details of how we met a few years ago. It was before COVID, which seems like 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem like a a lifetime ago, but no, I I very much remember that. Uh, I think it was maybe my first or second time going to that CPA networking group. And I remember uh, you stood out is is saying something to the effect of uh, I'm a I'm a little bitty CPA in a big world and I'm still trying to figure things out and there was something about the way that you said that really resonated with me it made me remember when I was similar to you uh, mm-hmm. just getting started uh, didn't really know what was ahead and and what to what to expect but I knew I wanted to keep moving forward and so meeting you at that really helped me to see uh, not just the value of networking for my own sake, but also the networking for everyone's sake. And so getting together with other people who are we're really in this boat together, Veronica, mm-hmm. is, is CPAs, uh, practice owners trying to build our business, find our, our way in the marketplace. And being able to do that with other people makes such a huge difference. You know, being alone and trying to figure it out is is such a much harder road to hoe, as they say. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I hear a lot of people more in the arts and I don't know why, but it just maybe because it's more, I feel like there's enough room for everybody, but maybe that competitive piece comes out because I hate it when I hear people say, well, I don't have anybody that I can talk to. Or when I talk to other artists, they don't share their rates or, you know, different services. Mm. And I just never dealt with that. You know, I work with you. I work with Michelle Tross. We do a monthly CPA chat on the radio show. I work with Wade Rogers, quite a few CPAs in the area where they send me business. I send them business. And it's been a breath of fresh air. Like everyone is just like, hey, everyone has their specialty. And I mean, Michelle sent me her contract that she uses for client engagement, because when I first started, I was just doing verbal agreements, you know, with people sending an email and she's like, Veronica, you need a contract. I was like, okay. You know, so (laughs) about a year ago, she sent that to me and it was specific to accounting. So sometimes you do need that. So I definitely encourage people listening to don't give up. If you haven't found somebody that's in your field, keep going to different networking events that maybe the chamber has. There's so many now that are coming back. Like we met at the North Carolina Association of CPAs. They had a monthly event. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're still doing that, Slater. I'll be honest with you. I haven't really been networking since COVID. 
Right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still just testing the waters myself, uh, getting, putting myself out there and, and, and figuring out what's available. Um, to your point, though, about the anxiety that sometimes an entrepreneur can feel that holds them back from wanting to network is, is sometimes the mindset. You know, this mindset yep. that there's only uh, there's only so much business out there and we're all fighting for that small sliver uh, of the pie uh, is really not true. You know, mm -hmm. that, that when you're effectively working together and, and there's a, a term that someone told me, uh, co-opetition, you know, where you're working together, uh, even though you might be in, in, in competition in other ways, that you're really growing that that pie together. Oh, I love it, that. There's oh. um, there's something to that, and and it's true that you know, recognizing where someone's strengths are, where my strengths are, where Wade's strengths are, Michelle, uh, we're able to deliver the the best value to to all of our uh, our stakeholders, and so specializing and doing what we're great at. Lend, lends itself to better long-term results. Exactly. Well, let's talk about your accounting firm, Corliss and Solomon PLLC. And I'm always curious to find out how people become partners um, in a firm and that makes you an entrepreneur yourself. So tell us about that journey. I know you've said you've been here since 2003, but tell us a little bit about how you started with Corliss and Solomon. Yeah. So you know, my track is maybe a little bit different than the the traditional uh, uh, track to partner, so to speak, where uh, people, uh, when you're in college, they say, well, if you want to become a partner, a CPA firm, you go work for a bigger firm, you work yourself up the ranks, so to speak, and then eventually you're made partner. And that gives you the opportunity to be a, a, a an owner of that firm. I knew right off the bat when I was when it was in college that I wanted to be a business owner. And Ooh. so um, my time as an employee was really just that time in Birmingham working for my father in law. When I came here to Asheville, I actually started uh, contracting with multiple CPAs. Uh, I still did some contract work with my father in law. I did contract work with another tax accountant here in Asheville. And then I was doing contract work with Steve Corliss. And um, it became apparent pretty early that he and I had very complementary skills. Uh, mm -hmm. That he, uh, what I was good at with, with some of the drive and wanting to build a business, he was really good at with patience and understanding of the bigger picture and, and served as uh, really a, a pivotal mentor for me in my in my personal development. And so moving here in 2003 and working together so well, it became obvious that the that the best track forward for both of us was to form our partnership, mm -hmm. which is what we did in 2008. And the trajectory of our firm started out in, in a traditional model where we'll do a little bit of everything. So we mm -hmm. were doing tax returns, bookkeeping, payroll. I would joke that if we're, you're willing to put it in the engagement letter and pay the rates, I'll come wash your windows. You know, <laughs> just this, this idea that uh, I'll take any business uh, yes. to, to grow. And Steve, thankfully, was always of the mindset that we should really focus on what we're, what we're 
best at and uh -huh. where uh, where our our hearts truly were. And it took me a little while to see the light, uh, but eventually, in I guess it was 2013, 2014 made the decision to just specialize in, in nonprofits. And the difficult part at that time was the relationships that I had formed with our, with my, my tax clients at the time, but I didn't miss that work. Right. Told, didn't like doing tax returns, hated the deadlines that were driven by processing payroll. Mm -hmm. And once we made the decision to specialize, things really opened up for us in ways that that added more meaning not just uh to uh, the growth of the firm but also to to me individually wow i want to piggyback on that for those listening because i feel like we all start off that way like like you said i was doing taxes when i started i was doing payroll i was doing like you said anything to pay the mm -hmm. bills and i would just back yeah. into my rate on well my rent's this much let me charge them this and yeah. it does take a little while and it really probably seems like it only took you guys about five years or so to determine well no this is our niche this is what we're good at this is where we want to be and those listening that are just starting their business maybe in those first two or three years it takes a while you do i tell people all the time try a lot of stuff and then you can figure out what you like what you don't like so i'm so glad to hear that um, that you guys kind of, you know, had to figure it out. It took a little while. It's not like there's this blueprint. I think a lot of times people feel like they start a business, everything has to be perfect, and then they'll they'll open their business up. And I'm like, it's always going to evolve. Yes, yes, that's true. And it really speaks to one of the foundational skills of, of an entrepreneur or a small business owner is the ability to adapt. And so yes. I, I think that uh, waiting for perfection or, or waiting to have it all figured out means that you're going to sit on the sidelines your entire life uh, mm -hmm. thinking about, okay, well, you know, well, once this other thing falls into place, everything will be perfect. Then I'll be ready to go. It's never going to be perfect. You have to right. really be able to adapt, start this journey. Yeah. So I know that you mentioned that Corliss and Solomon PLLC, you guys only focus on not-for-profit clients, but what type of services do you provide for those nonprofits? Yeah, so our services are, are specialized even within that, that group of, of, uh, of clients that we serve. I like to say what we offer is transparency services. So those Ooh. services that give uh, nonprofit organizations some sort of deliverable that they can share with their stakeholders. And what that, what that manifests itself as is uh, an audit report, uh, a review report, something uh, uh, something that they can share with a, a, a grant uh, mm -hmm. foundation, uh, as well as a 990, which is a publicly available tax return for all nonprofit organizations. And uh, it's publicly available in the sense that it's the IRS posts it directly on their website, which is very different than your 1040, uh, for example. So uh, that 990 really affords the public the opportunity to do a little bit more research and understand how the organization is spending its money, how much money it has in the bank uh, mm -hmm. as at the end of each of its fiscal year, as well as some of the program service accomplishments. And so all of those things are pivotal for a successful nonprofit organization because so much of what they do in addition to the services is trust, you know, mm -hmm. the, the trust that they have 
with our community. And so our services really help them with a deliverable that they can share with, uh, with their stakeholders. And I definitely want to plug you guys because I have two clients and my son's school uses your services. You guys have an amazing reputation. Does Corliss and Solomon do, um, do any work outside of Western North Carolina? If somebody listening is in Georgia or in Texas, would, would you do services virtually? Or are you guys just in this region? Uh, at this time, we're just in our in, in our community of Western North Carolina. Uh, we we are a cloud based firm. We can serve uh, clients really anywhere uh, throughout the country. But at this current time, we're really just focusing on uh, here at home, uh, our Western North Carolina organizations, and that's driven by a couple of different things. This this is where this is where I live. Uh, this mm -hmm. is I don't want to spend a lot of time traveling uh, and that sometimes comes with with having clients in other states and quite frankly we're we're busting at the seams just serving the the nonprofits uh, here in western north carolina and finding additional talent in our industry is 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 a challenge uh, so we've got a couple of headwinds that we've got to break through before we can expand outside of our region. Yeah. And I also want to shout out the diversity and inclusion for your firm. I was checking out the website. I said, all right, now we got some brothers there, some sisters, some black and brown people, different ages. It just seems mm -hmm. like it's a melting pot, which I love seeing and I love talking about because I feel like sometimes Western North Carolina gets a bad rap that is not as diverse. Yeah. And I feel like you're right in the forefront. One, you're specific to nonprofits, which we have quite a bit in this area. And then also the fact that um, you guys are reasonably priced, you know, like I, you, you don't rate people, as I like to say, you know, and you guys yeah. educate people. And it's been such a pleasure working with you just with my son's school's financial review, which is required for his school, Asheville Pisca Christian School, because we get a significant amount of money in scholarships from North Carolina yes. and they require that. So to your point, providing transparency services, we have to be able to show you know, basically they're like a donor that, hey, we're being, you know, financially responsible. We're, you know, we're reconciling the books and that's required every year. So again, a small little Christian school, we couldn't afford some of these big town rates, you know, like some right, people might right. charge well over ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. And it was such a breath of fresh air that you guys are so good. You have people with 20 plus years of experience and it's a reasonable price. Yes. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that was uh, another thing that really uh, Steve and I were on the same page about that uh, it, neither he nor I were really interested in in making gobs and gobs of money, uh, although you know, we, we've done well enough for ourselves or our career and understanding that every dollar spent on accounting services is one less dollar that a charity is spending to uh, accomplish their mission. So we we have uh, arrived at a formula that works well for a lot of our organizations. And quite frankly, a lot of that's built off of efficiency. So being mm -hmm. in a special in a, a special area, providing a limited range of services allows us to really focus and hone in and do what we do and do it well. Yes. Now, Slater, we're almost to the end of the show, but quickly, we love to always give tips and jewels to the listeners. Are there any general accounting tips, things that you constantly see 
maybe some of these nonprofits are making a mistake or or that you see that is important for them for that transparency that you could provide to the listeners? Yeah, if I'm if I'm speaking to another nonprofit organization that's hearing this for the first time and they're maybe in their growth trajectory, so they're just just getting started. The advice I always give them is to get a good set, uh, a, a good board of directors. So make mm. sure that you have other people helping you on this journey. Uh, that's uh, really critical. Uh, that's one big differentiating factor I see between high performing nonprofits and those that don't do as well uh, is not having a good board of directors. And then second, invest in your financial infrastructure, that mm-hmm. being able to run accurate financial statements on a regular basis gives you the information necessary to drive good decisions. And as you grow and start to receive grants, your funders are going to require accurate financial statements. So go ahead and invest in setting that framework up early so that you already have it in place uh, to do those other things. And then from there, your heart is going to allow you to follow the, the passion of the organization and really be able to meet the needs and challenges that you're trying to solve with your nonprofit organization. Wow. Well, Slater, thank you so much. I definitely have to have you back on because we're to the end of the show. And I would love to just have a whole show dedicated to um, nonprofit accounting tips, especially, you know, going into the new year. But thank you. Thank you so much for making the time to chat with us. I want to thank the listeners for continuing to tune in to bizradio.us. The Veronica Edwards Show airs every Wednesday at 10 a.m. And if you missed the live airing, you can also listen to the show and prior shows at veronicaedwards.buzzsprout.com. Thanks again, Slater. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, Veronica. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.